Uh, welcome back to episode 26 of Friday Night Counter-Attack. We are back, we are live, and we're good to go. Salim, nice to see you again. It's been a while since we've had a conversation like this on a podcast, but how have you been? It's nice to see you looking well, I should say. <laughs> looking well, I think. I need to lose a bit of weight, but no, nah, it's been a long time. Uh, obviously, we had fasting and stuff. We did that checkout episode, which is probably going to get released in sort of next couple of weeks, months, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 4th of June is our first episode coming out and they're going to be coming out on a weekly basis every Friday at 12 yeah. o'clock on our YouTube channel. So I'm looking forward to that. And your kit collection was ridiculously good as well. And we still got yeah, your part two to part go as well. We still got so much more yeah, to go through. Need to get need to get those kits together. But yeah, it was good. I mean, the one thing I would mention is that uh, every sort of, sort of since we've started the podcast from episode one, it's mad how we've gone from different stages of lockdown as well. Like, uh, there were points where there was sort of no football allowed and now we're sort of getting back towards something that appears to be normal. Yeah, that's the main thing. And it's just the fact that ever since we started, we were like, when there was no football, and now we're kind of on episode 26 and we've got football back as well. And speaking of football, it was my first day back at football last week, Friday, which was fantastic. And uh, I used the GoPro to kind of record our gameplay and that was on our YouTube channel. So I've done two or three little videos, but one large video and then two little videos of, um, us playing and you'll see me in goal you'll see Raheel trying to score a penalty you'll see Arabs trying to score a penalty and Vish scoring goals for fun really and it was fun to see everyone again it was nice to go back and kind of go back to the roots of why we enjoy football and why we kind of enjoy playing the game that we love as well which was great and I thought I'd treat myself to another shirt because it's uh, like check it out it's just gassed me up and um, speaking of check it out we've got another one who's on check it out my cousin Adil so thank you very much for coming on to the podcast Adil how are you doing you okay no worries thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm okay I'm good I'm doing good you know usual, usual stuff are you back at football you play Saturday nights don't you no I haven't, I haven't like, I need to stop playing again it's just, no, nobody really wants to play over here that's the problem well, oh, that's, that's the thing. I, I need to find a game to play that, that so, was annoying for me as well. When I was in Leicester, uh, basically I tried that goals app thing where it's like you find yeah. a player and I was that player, but no one wanted me. So I was like, I just never got picked. So <laughs> once football came back, no one picked me. So I was like, oh, we have to go play cricket or do something else. And that's what we did. Yeah. Which is all Nobody really wants to play at the minute. That's the problem. Do I reckon, don't know when they will stop me. Do you, reckon you, do you reckon you can hack it at Friday Night Football in Birmingham and Star City? Do you reckon that could be done? I probably could. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that, that could I, be funny. I I back my talents, even though I'm getting a bit... I'm, I break quite easily now. I mean, I went bike riding on Sunday. I fell off <laughs> and it ended up very badly with a bike on top of me. I hit oh the rock and I fell <clears throat> to the side and the oh. bike fell on top of me. Oh, my God. Is, yeah, is I, it... think, I think I could cope. You think you've got the endurance to come? No, that's that's yeah. something we could have a look at doing. We can see if we can get you involved. And we've got a lot of new people since I've last been at Friday Night Football, so one or two won't hurt at all uh, if we need the play. So by uh -huh. all means, if you want to make that trip from Leicester to Birmingham, by all means, we'll, we'll get you involved. I think last year, two people came from Leicester to Birmingham to play as well, which is quite fun um, uh -huh. okay. to go. But no, uh, like we just said, we've got Check Out coming out 4th of June every Friday. We've got um, more GoPro footage coming out. Um, with our actual gameplays, you get to see how how we are actually at football. And we've been doing post-match interviews as well. So, Salim, when you're coming next, uh, we'll interview you about how your footballing skills were at Friday Night Football. So that's kind of what we've got going on for the immediate future. Obviously, we've got our watch-alongs coming up and the Euros coming up forward as well. And um, we're kind of on a wind-down now from the end of the Premier League. So yesterday was the end of the Premier League season. 
it was an amazing season, in my opinion. Obviously, Man United came second. Uh, Manchester City just ran away with the league. Liverpool climbed into third place and Leicester bottled it once again and they didn't actually make it into the top four. But to be fair, they won the FA Cup and I was quite happy to see them actually win a trophy more than the top four just to get into the Premier League as well. But today we're kind of going through our little award season show. We're not really dressed for any kind of awards. I'm in an English shirt, but it's all well and good. Um, but no, let's start off with one of the awards that I thought would be quite fun. Uh, Salim, I'm going to start you off and then we'll just go, we'll yeah. take it in turns actually. Everyone can say their piece. But Salem, let's go with best goal. What was the best goal for you this season? Ooh. Best goal of the season. You know, it is, there's so many. And when I was watching Match of the Day last night, they did like a rundown of goals as well. So I've got so many goals in my head now. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. They were like, we had to add two from May. I was like, damn, those two from May were brilliant. Yeah. Torres and Fahani and ridiculous goals. And I'm trying to think of some like Villa goal or something now. <laughs> Did Greenish score like a, a really good like... Uh, One of Greenish goals. He took over Van Dyke, didn't he? At, in that seven-two win, we just went yeah, not make him a round. Not special them goals. No. I'd special. say, I'd, all right, I'll, I'll do two. So, number one would probably be the goal that we scored against Arsenal, mm. uh, the Watkins one, where sort of we were defending and um, sort of Emmy gets the ball, he throws it to Jack, and you know he runs about seventy yards or something and lays mm. off Watkins and he finishes. That was uh, that was like a good move, I'd say, but. Good team Another goal. Good goal. Yeah, but I think probably one of the best goals was, could probably say it was, see, the thing is I've forgotten so many as well, but I'd probably say it was the one that Lanzini scored for West Ham. Yeah. Against that, Tottenham. That was my... They were 3-0 down and they got into 3-2 and like last minute sort of, it's harder, you know, in the situation to score something like that. So I'd, I'd probably go for that one. That was my goal of the season as well. The whole moment of it, the fact that they were 3-0 down. West Ham weren't in the best of forms at that time. And the fact that Lanzini came on and Bale really should have finished that game. It should have been 4-1 when he missed that chance to make it 4-1. But um, that was when Spurs were on a roll at the time. They beat Man City at the time. They beat Man United as well. And you kind of expect them to kind of crack on with their form, but they didn't at the time. And Lanzini came up with the goods and Winks was nearly there. Bonner blocked him off and Lanzini just hit it top corner. And that was an amazing goal. That was, that was one of the biggest goals, uh, biggest moments, I'd say, for West Ham this season for me. Uh, but yeah, I 100% agree with that. Lanzini's goal was probably my goal of the season as well. Adil, how about yourself? What's your best goal of the season? Two of my goal of the season. Um, there's quite a few, actually. There's Lamella's goal against Arsenal, which is just oh, outrageous. Man. The Rabona. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that was just a Rabona merchant. That's it. I know Tottenham lost, but it was outrageous the way he hit it first time. He didn't even take a touch to, you know, stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else comes to mind? Bruno Fernandes against Everton. That whippage. Yeah, the I think he's an Arsenal fan, Salim. So you're kind of you're going to hear sorry another Man United fan on the pod today. So. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bruno Fernandes' goal against uh, against. Uh, who is it? Everton was really good as Everton. well. His goal against West yeah. Brom was quite decent as well. That point yeah. at the edge of the box, but not calling the There's also Cavani's goal against Fulham. Yeah, that was amazing. The I screamed 50 at that. Yard lob. I screamed <laughs> at my flat. If I was doing a watch long, I'd have screamed so much on that on that camera. We've done a couple of watch longs, but that was ridiculous how we just chipped the goalkeeper. Yeah. Crazy. Or the other one's Lanzini's goal. It's a bit difficult. I'm going to go for Lamella's goal. Just because of how outrageous it was. I don't, I'm not even sure if he's going to stay at Spurs given the whole Harry Kane situation, if they want to rebuild. And it seems like a good time for them to kind of 
sell a couple of their players as well. I'd say probably get rid of yeah, Dyer, yeah. Sanchez, Lamella, even. Yeah. yeah, Harry Harry Winks as well. I think he should really have gone uh, to kind of like the England squad, but he just never got the game time. He didn't develop from his days under Pochettino being that replacement as well. So. Uh, a lot of changes happening for Spurs coming up. But yeah, that was our review of goal of the season for us, I'd say. Uh, Adel, why don't you start us off with best signing of the season? Who's been the best signing of the season for yourself? Uh, best signing of the season? I've I'd say... Three in mind. There's Cavani. Cavani on a free. Free transfer. What, 10, 11 um, goals in the league, I think he's done. Yeah, yeah. Mine has to be Ruben Diaz. I think you can't look past Ruben Diaz, can you? I think it's rather Ruben yeah. Diaz, Kufa. Just because of how solid Man City became in defence once he came in. Because it's like, you know, they lost company last season. And even when company was out injured last season, they had, you know, makeshift centre-backs and they weren't very good defensively. Because if you look at that game against uh, Leicester, was it in September, Salim, when they had, I think it was Garcia and Ake as their centre-backs? Like yeah, John Stones yeah. was barely in the team and Laporte was in and yeah. out of the team as well. And that's kind yeah. of when he gambled on the, the new signing of the 20, uh, 23-year-old uh, Ruben Diaz. Yeah. And he didn't look back, especially over the winter period when people were com- uh, coming up and down. Liverpool was still top of the league. Spurs yeah. were still doing well. Yeah. That's when they went from like mid-table all the way back to the top again. And that's kind of... Once, the whole... I think once him and Stones came into defence, I think they went on a 14-game winning streak, didn't they? Yeah. I and... think that's where they won the league. That was where they won the league, and uh, they mentioned we mentioned last week on our pod that it was nine clean sheets. They were scoring goals for fun as well. Diaz and Stones in the box, and yeah, yeah, him, those two, and Gundogan kind of got them through that winter period and got they got them. I think just how solid, just how solid it became over when you know he came in. I wish Man United signed him when they were linked with him last season. We were linked with him, but they were like, "No, we've got Lindelof from Benfica." Yeah, anyway, so they didn't didn't want to go down that route again to Benfica. Salim, who's been your best signing of the season? There's been quite a few good seasons this season, and to be honest, the four players we signed were all amazing as well. So, which is rare to be honest that they all hit the ground running at the same time. But probably best three. I mean, there's Diaz is up there, then Wesley Fofana is quite up there as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's a few. I mean. You got Emmy Martinez was class as well. That Pierre Emil Hoybeg was top. Um, Suchek, he was a good signing. Kufal. Yeah, Suchek was Kufal, last season. Yeah. So Suchek was last year. Oh, was it, January. it was last season. I thought he was, oh, I kept thinking it was this summer. Um, but yeah, for me, I'd probably go for Emmy Martinez, considering he was sort of like an unknown quantity for a long time. He was meant to, like Wenger sort of saw him as a first choice at Arsenal. It didn't happen. We took the gamble 20 million and, you know, it's probably been the keeper of the season uh, then I'd probably go Ruben Diaz because a lot of people thought that Man City weren't going to do anything this year especially losing 5-2 was it to Leicester at the start yeah and at a lot home of people as well saying, a lot of people said Pep Guardiola out he's finished at the start of the season there was a lot of talk about that kind of thing <laughs> I wonder who said that on the podcast uh, we have to go back to <laughs> our first couple of episodes to, to hear uh, it wasn't that. me I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't me I know that for sure I, would, I wouldn't be that reckless we can't write, nah, we but, can't we can't ever write Pep Guardiola off as much as we want to. Yeah, so he's come in, transformed the team. He's made John Stones look good as well, which people didn't think would happen. Mm. So he's probably there as well. And then my third one, I'd probably go for Ollie Watkins. It's been very good for you as well, especially from last season. When you look at how 
you didn't really have that recognized striker. You had Samata in your League Cup final. You had Wesley, who was in and out of the team as well, trying to rely on Davis as a first striker. But Ollie Watkins being the man that Dean Smith relied upon in uh, his Brentford days as well, the fact that he actually brought him to Aston Villa and he is like a perfect fit, perfect fit for Dean Smith in that striker. And he worked really well with Grealish, Barkley, yeah. El Ghazi, Bertrand Traore as well. I think it's been quality. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just like, it's not just the goals that he scored. It's sort of how he plays for the team, sort of mm. initiates the press for us and stuff. So he's a massive player for us. And yeah, that, that's my three. Yeah, I, I was going to go for the three of Ruben Diaz, as we've mentioned already. The fact that like we don't really need to add anything more than what you've both already said. You've both said it and explained it properly as well. For me, it has to be after throwing Kufal, uh, the right back for West Ham. I think he's been someone that I've ridiculous. I've been ridiculously impressed with him, and I've said that he will probably move to a big six club in the in the near future as well. I mean, West Ham are in the top six already, but if they can keep him, that'll be a big feat for them over the next couple of years as well. Obviously, people are interested in like the likes of Rice and probably Ben Rama and probably even Creswell as the next kind of players to kind of leave West Ham. But the fact that Kufal was recently signed and is going to be at the Euros for Czech Republic, a lot of people have their eyes on him, especially being in England's group as well, Czech Republic, Scotland and Croatia. They're all going to be facing against England. Um, I will throw in Oli Watkins as well. I think Oli Watkins has been a really good sign in the fact that um, he's been scoring goals for Aston Villa. He kind of kept you lot going when Jack Relish was injured, so you're no longer that one-man team. You, you were relying upon Jack Relish, but Watkins would still give you the goods, still track down defenders and still make it a lot easier for um, your attackers to kind of press from the front as well. You led the charge really well. And, I think it's been very good. And obviously getting into the England team as well. I'm plugging England yeah. today. But the fact that he's literally in the England team um, ahead of Bamford, ahead of um, Daddy Ings at times as well this season. But uh, we just need to see, well, by the time this comes out, we'll know who's in the Euro squad um, for this year. But do you kind of reckon Watkins will be in that squad for the Euros? Do you reckon it will be Kane, uh, Calvert-Lewin and Watkins? Or do you reckon it will be Kane, Calvert-Lewin and let's say Ings or someone else? How do you kind of see that? I think he should go. He's quite versatile as well. I think why not? I think things should take him. I only see Southgate picking two of them. So only two strikers? Yeah, because he's got options out wide, doesn't he? Like, like Sancho, Rashford, Greenish, Sterling, Rashford, yeah. Sterling. But it's, it's a 26-man squad. so And he's got wild cards like Greenwood. I think he picked Greenwood, Bowden. Do you reckon he picked Greenwood over Watkins? I think he would. It's just, it's just we'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Yeah, we yeah. will. Yeah. It'll be crazy to see how that goes. And obviously, Man United got the Europa League final, but it's just the fact that Greenwood would offer you the like the finishing touch, Watkins would offer you that, let's say you're 20 minutes left in the game and you just want to press the defence and stop them from coming forward, Watkins can offer that for you. And he'd be really good at an all-round kind of striker performance as well for me. Um, but yeah, that was our signing of the season uh, that we've done. Um, let's go to best manager of the season. Adil, why don't you start us off with your best manager of the season? <laughs> manager of the season. There's been a few. There's been a few. Yeah, um, there has. I could go with David Moyes. Uh, how good a job he's done at West Ham. Mm. You know, them flirting with Champions League at one point, you know, they messed up, but they could have easily been in the Champions League this season. I think it's when, you know, Declan Rice got injured. The fact that he was yeah, yeah. doing so well when Declan Rice was injured and the fact that he ended yeah. up uh, being that key man for them in the midfield and it got overrun yeah. in, the, in the games that they lost them. That was quite horrible for, for them. For him to take the gamble and bring in Jesse Lingard in and him turning up the way he did, he did turn up for them. Yeah, Again, did. that shows, you know, 
his management skills. Um, who else would there be? Pep Guardiola, obviously, for obvious reasons. Winning the league without a recognised striker, changing the formation again. His yeah. transitional plays um, that he does, positional play, ridiculous talent that he's got as a manager. At one point, at one point, they were like out of the title race. You know, people were counting them out. Oh, City haven't got a chance. And then mm. he went to Chelsea, Stamford Bridge, beat them, and they went on this crazy winning run that won them the title. I think until they played Man United, uh, yes, and lost. Even the even the things of like improving squad players in the team as well. Like Zinchenko has been really good this season. Cancelo's yeah. had a much better season yeah. than he did last season for Man City as well. And obviously Stones and Diaz being that recognised partnership now for Manchester City. The fact that everyone and their mum in England has been raving about Phil Foden. The fact that he's been yeah. amazing this season. And yeah. um, Salin's mentioned previously on the podcast that he probably could have come into the squad earlier. But I think he's kind of recognised now that He's ready. He's primed, and I reckon he could be the one to kind of get us further in the Euros. What do you What do you think about that? Uh, that side, of, do you reckon that could be something that Foden could actually be ready for us to kind of help us get that next step further in the Euros, a final to win it, perhaps? Yeah, I've got. There's no issues with the players that we've got and the talent available. It's just whether Southgate picks them. That's that's all it's going to boil down to. Mm. It's all going to yeah. come down to Southgate. We've got everything we need to win it in terms of every it's, position. It's starting it's team, team selection. How many? How many holding midfielders he goes for, and how many attacking midfielders he goes for? And if he actually picks the injured players like Henderson coming in, or if he actually leaves them yeah. out, I, th- I think yeah. it'd be better to leave them out because we've seen over the years when Beckham's injured, Rooney's injured, you can leave them out. And you can just... plays like Eric Dyer. I mean, he hasn't done much this season to deserve a place in that team. He's been awesome. poor as well. Yeah, it's like it's like Ryan Mason was playing like a lot of the English players just to try and get them in the squad. Like Deli Ali was playing a lot, uh, Tanganga was playing a lot. Dyer was playing a lot, but it just wasn't wasn't probably the best of Spurs at the time, to be fair. Um, sorry, Salim, uh, your manager of the season, who's it been for you? Would you say Dean Smith? Uh, Dean Smith's done an amazing job. We think where we've come from. If Jack didn't get injured, we would have been a lot sort of higher up in the table. I think we survived, you know, in the last kick of the last day. But for me, David Moyes is definitely up there. Pep as well. Um, then it's probably somebody like Bielsa as well. Arif Sunkali did a good job considering that... Um, sort of leads a newly promoted team and mm. you know they've sort of faced up to the best and done well but yeah for me probably David Moyes I think yeah I think we'll go for a key, uh, clean sweep of David Moyes for me like David Moyes Bielsa um, I would have even... said I would have chucked in Brendan Rodgers if he hadn't messed up yesterday and they yeah. secured Champions League qualification if he got them um, that last step further and if they actually didn't mess up against Chelsea yeah. I mean, they beat Man United but they just it was just over the season, like that game against West Ham, they had away. They could have really finished that game off, but they didn't. Yeah. And Lingard and Co just destroyed them. But even even then, he's got them an FA Cup. He's got them playing really good football. He's recruited he, really well as well at Leicester City. Every yeah, season, yeah. he seems to get really good players. But for me, Plays David, players Sporting has been brilliant. But for me, David Moyes, the fact that, uh, like we mentioned before, they they were. Close to being relegated last season as well, just like West Ham selling. They were basically written off at the beginning of the season by a lot of pundits and people in the media because they thought, oh, they haven't improved a lot. They let Diane Garner go to West Brom and they thought that would be a bad decision. They signed in Ben Rama. They kind of played to a system that they know they can play in. Uh, the signing of uh, Dawson as well at centre-back, that was a quality signing as well to keep them really stable with Dawson, Diop or Bonner at centre-back. And they did really well to kind of go. And obviously the whole Jesse... Yeah, Jesse Lingard's situation, bringing him in mid-season, giving him game time, being a re- revelation. He's probably got himself in the Euro squad from his performances over the last six months as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
I'm happy to give David Moyes my vote for manager of the season. Obviously, Pep Guardiola, even someone like um, Roy Hodgson, just keeping Crystal Palace afloat as well in his last season, he's, he's done decent as well, kind of getting them out of that relegation fight in a way. But for me, David Moyes is how I'd go about that. Uh, this one's going to be fun. I don't know how I'm going to do this one. Um, most improved player. Who's been your most improved player, Salim, in the Premier League this season compared to last season? Probably have to go for... Um, probably go for Matt Target. Matt Target, left back. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't that good for us last year. He was sort of average. But a lot of fans were saying he's not good enough and need to get another left back. But this year he's played every game and probably been one of our best players. He got the Players Player of the Year as well. Yeah, that's he's always a there. big shout at Aston Villa as well. It's crazy when uh, you had what like Neil Taylor last season as well, kind of competing with left back for yeah. like, uh, Matt Target. So that was crazy to see how his kind of again people were telling, kind of saying he could be in contention for the England squad. Him, Creswell on the fringes, obviously of Chilwell and Shaw. But it's just I kind of see like obviously he's going to be there for a couple more years. I'd say I don't really see why you need to kind of get someone else in, and he's kind of solidified that um, for yourself as the most improved player. Adil, how about yourself? Most improved player? Mm, it's a couple of options. Uh, Luke Shaw's one. Definitely. How he's become probably the best left back in the country compared to last season. Uh, who else would I go for? Jesse Lingard. I mean, he was nowhere last season. I know he only played half a season for West Ham, mm. kind of, but he was still one of the standout players in the league. Yeah. Um, one more. I think maybe John Stones, City. Oh, yeah, man. Um, like he, he, was, he looked like he was on his way out with Ake coming in, with Diaz yeah, coming in, looking for a whole Diaz, new centre-back partnership as well. And Laporte as well. Um, mm. And he kind of came in and started scoring goals. He fixed his mistakes that he used to make at the back defensively. Um, yeah. I'd say John Stones. John Stones. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah, John Stones was on my list for most improved player. Luke Shaw as well. But for me, I'm going to give it to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. For me, I think he's been very good this season. I think he's kind of held Everton, it, Everton's attack in his own way, really. The fact that Richarlison has been inconsistent this season, Sigurdsson as well. Iwobi's been probably the worst player I've seen this season in, in the top half of these Premier League teams. I thought he really shouldn't be at a top 10 club. Uh, Iwobi is going to be like my... That's a spoiler. He's probably going to be like one of my flops of the season. Um, but the fact that Dominic Clavert-Lewin has been really good in the big games, has been scoring goals. Obviously, the goal against Man United, that last minute one, kind of just helping Everton get the point. But the fact that he he gets into that England team, for me, without a shadow of a doubt, as like a second striker coming in, someone who I believe can actually do a business against the bigger teams as well and really help England in the future. But Everton will probably have a big challenge on their hands this season trying to keep him in the summer. If they do value him at like 50 million, 60 million, I heard Man United were looking at him or Solskjaer likes him, something like that as like a striker or a second striker. I think that'd be quite good to kind of see him in European football next season because they're not they're not in the Conference League. They've got... Yeah, they um, missed out. Yeah, they missed out. Ancelotti, he still wants to build his team around him, but I don't see why Dominic Calvert-Lewin shouldn't really entertain a move to somewhere like Arsenal if they are going to lose Lacazette or Aubameyang or some, somewhere like that. Even Tottenham, if they obviously are leaving the Hurricane... They could probably go for someone that can score 15, 20 goals a season. But uh, compared to last season, Dominic Cavalloon just looks like the man for Everton at the moment and just keeping them in their attack as well. All right, then. Let's go to best 
Premier League moment. So what's been the best Premier League moment for you this season, Adil? <laughs> a difficult one. Um, I don't know. Actually. I think maybe when the fans came back into the stadium. That was nice. You know, just, just hearing the noise again in the stadium, you know, not emptiness and the players and the managers just shouting at each other. Uh, Sam, think... you, you need to add to that, Sam, the fact that you went to the game yesterday, the Aston Villa versus uh, Chelsea game. How was that for you? Yeah, it was unbelievable, to be honest. Like, the, the thing that gets me is that, I, like, when I walked out of that sort of uh, Villa Spurs game, I didn't know it'd be like 400 and something, what is it, 450 days until I'd come to a Villa game again. So mm. it was that really just couldn't believe being back and really missed it. You know, it becomes part of your routine every two weeks to go to a game. So probably that would probably be my best part, either that or the Villa 7-2, one of the two of them. Yeah, that was iconic. I remember I remember that same night, Man United lost to Tottenham 6-1. We watched that game together yeah. at the yeah. house. So yeah. I was just, I was just yeah. really annoyed at that. But the fact <laughs> that Aston Villa just ridiculously ran riot against this Liverpool team, a fully fit Liverpool team as well. Van Dijk was in that team. So Van Dijk was in that defence as well. They couldn't, they couldn't blame Van Dijk not being there for losing. Mm. They, they looked for all the excuses under the sun that day but Barkley yeah. Watkins Grealish they just went on a riot and that's one of those games where you wish fans were in the stadium for to kind of enjoy that moment and actually see that first hand yeah. as well and we've missed that a lot this season I was telling Salim a couple of weeks ago on our podcast the fact that we've missed so many memories as fans go into grounds from this season yeah. the fact that yeah. some of these players will actually play like rather one game in their stadium and then they'll leave without having to say like goodbye to their fans like Aguero had that one game yesterday we've, we've seen his fans yeah. 2,000 yeah. no, 8,000 fans I think and then that was it you're not going to see a full house like the Etihad for a long time now Sergio Aguero um, mm-hmm. but yeah even for me for me uh, it was the whole situation of the Super League that was probably my moment when you got to uh, see yeah. all, all yeah. the teams just exit because you saw football fans unite together. I was ranting for some strange reason during Ramadan um, about <laughs> that as well. So that's quite funny to rant on the podcast about it. But it was it was nice to see football fans coming together. Chelsea fans uh, stopping the bus going in. Uh, Man City fans protesting. Man United fans breaking the whole invading, barrier. Invading the pitch. Invading the pitch. Old Trafford stopping the game. It's to show really unity in football, the fact that it can't be a closed market in football because it just ruins the defeat. It defeats the purpose of yeah. big teams playing small teams, of small teams dreaming of going to these bigger stadiums and enjoying this. Like, for example, Brentford and Swansea are in the uh, playoff final this weekend coming up. And if Brentford come in, it'll be the first time they're in the Premier League. And you can never deny them the fact of them, Brentford players wanting to go to Old Trafford, to Villa Park, to the Emirates, to the Etihad, Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just the fact that football has stayed as it is for now, for the time being, and Florentino Perez is just annoyed and angry in his office at the moment. So that well, was probably it shows my... it shows that none of his Real Madrid players have been picked for the Spain squad. <laughs> that was poetic justice. Not even Ramos was picked as well. Uh, Essentially, didn't he... get into it. Vasquez didn't get into it. I think I read a quote from him today saying, "We'll make our own Euros for our Real Madrid players." Ah. <laughs> uh, that... You can tell that's probably one of those fake ones as well. He's just so yeah, salty, isn't he? <laughs> it's just Perez, man. I, I just dislike that guy. But yeah, that was probably my biggest moment of the Premier League, the whole Super League. And it, it's been a topsy-turvy season, to say the least, as well. Yeah. Which has been crazy. But then it leads into... We're kind of going into the negative bits now as well. So who's been your worst signing of the season, Salim? 
Worst. Worst. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm trying to think. I think maybe underperforming, you could say Thiago could have done a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Liverpool. Um, I think he did help them, though, he, towards the end for them to finish third. Yeah, but... I At the beginning, he, he wasn't he wasn't that great. You know, He's he, non-existent in the beginning. Games were probably, just passing him probably by. Have to but, be, probably have to be one of the Chelsea boys, probably Timo. But then Timo did get quite a few assists. But Ziyech, maybe? Kai Havertz, you just expected more from these players, I think. That that's what it was like. Kai Havertz, I'd probably say expect more, but then he's still a young player with bags of potential and time on his side. So even Ziyech for me, oh, what a couple of goals, couple of assists in the Premier League and in but and out the team. Just, he's had to deal with injuries, a lot of injuries this season. Yeah, that's true. You know the, f- the fact that it's just been inconsistent. Like Pulisic has been injured, but obviously he's not. In yeah, China, but... and then the change of the manager as well. Lampard brought him, and then Fischer came in. Really... Yeah, he scored the goal in the semi-finals, well, but in the Premier League, he hasn't really done much. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's going to have to be Willian. Like, Willian's just been poor for Arsenal. What, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Even though it was a free transfer, one goal, like four assists or something like that, it was poor from him this season. Rian Brewster for Sheffield United, they finished stone dead last. They spent 20 million on him. Obviously, he's a young kid and he's going to improve over the years to come. But the fact that he, went, he was a Champions League winner at Liverpool... Champions League winner at Liverpool being being that guy that just got the medal because he's in the squad um, but no I thought they, they could have spent their money better Chris Wilder obviously got sacked for Sheffield United and it's the fact that we've really not really seen much of him Rian Brewster kind of trying to link up with David Goldrick and they had that 17 year old kid that scored more goals than him this season as well that got promoted in the, in the team a couple of weeks ago um, okay. Adel who was your worst signer of the season? I think I'd go with William William just because you know, the amount of wages they pay him and he was already ready made for the Premier League. Mm. And then every time Arteta would bring him on, you know, to rescue them, he did do nothing. Yeah, you, the just whole... see Ars- you just see Arsenal fans moan, you know, just complaining after complaint after complaint about William. Because we were saying at the around February, March time, Sam, that he, he was good at Chelsea. He's probably one of the best South American attackers we've seen. But it's just the fact he hasn't replicated that at Arsenal. And it's just the fact that it's disappointing because yeah. we've, we've seen how well he's done at Chelsea and we've seen what he's won at Chelsea and how he's performed at Chelsea. But it's just he hasn't replicated that at Arsenal this season. Maybe it's the coaching with Arteta. Maybe he's just not fitting into the squad. or We don't know what's going to happen if he's going to stay or leave the season. I think David Luiz is on his way out from Arsenal. But if William yeah, stays another... Last game it's doing it. Yeah, that was it. It was his last game. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that picture on Instagram of everyone like clapping him in the middle of the pitch. That was it. But even someone like uh, Reese Nelson, who barely got a game for Arsenal, he could have literally stepped in and done a bit more when Willian really wasn't, and he was kind of taking his spot at the same time. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of our kind of worst signings of the season. Um, this one isn't regarding signings, regarding letdown. So who's been your biggest letdown of the season so far, Adil? Not of the season so, so far, of the season, because we've finished the season. We step down the season. Hmm. Mine, I'll start with mine. Mine, I've got two. Mine has been Anthony Marshall for Man United. Uh, everyone on our podcast, we've just been bantering him all season. I've, I've kept quiet, to be fair, because I yeah. like Anthony Marshall. He did really well for us last season, scoring goals, top goals, 17 goals, I think we've got last season yeah. in the Premier League, but 
the fact that he didn't kick on this season, he got a red card against Spurs. He didn't really kick on in the Champions League. He missed a couple of chances against PSG, Salim, where we were mm. two. We could have been two one up or three one up, but we lost and we got knocked out against Leipzig. Um, he's not going to be in the squad for the Europa League final, so we're going to go for Greenwood, Cavani, and Rashford. And it's been really sad to see his decline and the fact that Harry Kane is looking at leaving Man, uh, leaving for Man United, Man City, or Chelsea. Um, not confirmed that obviously, but the fact that fans are happy for Martial to leave, he started so well and obviously it's quite ice cold, no no goals on our group chat and on our podcast and everything. But the fact that he did really well for us last season, he scored so many goals for us last season, he just hasn't cracked on and it's been quite sad to see. Obviously he's been injured recently, but for me, Anthony Martial and like I mentioned earlier, Alexander Iwobi, the fact that I just don't think he's cut out to be in the top Premier League team at the moment. Someone like a Crystal Palace or someone like a, even a Southampton, maybe he'd be decent at them. But the fact that Everton really should be pushing for European football, they should be pushing for higher. And they started really well at the beginning of the season with James Rodriguez, Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison. Iwobi just doesn't fit in there for me. Um, but yeah, those are my kind of letdowns for the season. I can I can mention Mane and Ziyech, but I think I would just stick with those two. Martial and Iwobi have been my letdowns of the season. I think one, my one, maybe Donny van der Beek. I expected more. I know he didn't get the minutes, but, you know, I just wanted him to show more in the games that he did play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just be a rival for Bruno Fernandes or someone else in that midfield, you know, shows that you can... Hopefully next season he does better. But I just wanted to see more, you know, what he did at Ajax. Mm. I wanted to see that. But, I mean, you know, it's his first season, you know, Hopefully next season it'll come. Because that was it. Like last season, everyone was like saying Cancelo was the biggest waste of 50 million Man City's ever done. And now he's one of the best fullbacks in the world. Uh, yeah. Guardiola. So yeah. it does take time for players to kind of settle in. And Werner's kind of finding his feet. I reckon Werner will be a force to reckon with next season for Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel. And he'll stop getting yeah. offside and he'll score proper goals when he's onside. And he'll work on that over the summer, especially being with Germany in the Euros as well. Um, but no, sorry, Salem. Who's been your biggest letdown of the season so far? Stop so far. So I've done it again. Um, biggest letdown, probably. It's a tough one, but I'd probably say Dharma Trori. That's a good shout, actually. Uh, yeah. after what the things that were said Just... about him last year being hundred million pound to Man City and stuff, mm. nothing. Um, I'd say like a few. I'd put a few teams in that bracket, so I could say like Spurs were top of the table in November. Definitely. They should have should have done better. Um, Liverpool obviously can't really blame them in the, with the injury problems they've had. But I don't know. You look at Chelsea. I think that they let Lampard down uh, at the start. Obviously, they've bounced back now. And they've done quite well to come forth. You could say Leicester shouldn't have bottled it again. I was let down personally from that as well. Like they should learn their lesson from last season. Get the job. Yeah, and they made and... a big deal out of it. They made a big and and they won the cup last this year, which is good as well. But I mm. mean, to, to, they should have got both. Well, they should have at least got top four. Yeah. So I'd probably say I'd probably say like them sort of moments were probably like the sort of biggest letdowns. I'd probably say Arsenal as well, like the way that they sort of ended did throughout the season. Because they ended well, but they just, they just ended well after the Europa League campaign finished. And they're like, oh, we've got nothing else to play for. Let's play with a bit of freedom. And they did in the end. And they ended up doing really well. And Pepe's done really well at the end of the season. But like... Their then like Aubameyang's been like nothing, for example, mm. all season. Aubameyang's yeah, on poor this season. 
he's been very bad this season for me. After they made such a big deal of him signing that new deal with sort of however much money he wanted or whatever it was. But 350k, 300k, something like that. It's just ridiculous yeah, how he's just... He hasn't moved on from that. It's so kind of like an like Sanchez thing. He's got the money, he's got the paycheck. He doesn't really want to work for it. And it's just, it's, it's annoying to see because I, I did a, a question, a Q&A earlier this, this week or a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, will we ever see Prime Aubameyang back again? And for me personally, I don't think we'll ever see Prime Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang back again. Obviously, he's had COVID, he's had malaria. But the fact that before in the season, he wasn't really turning up for Arsenal and he wasn't really doing well for them to kind of get back into European football. And it's the first time in 26 years Arsenal haven't actually got European football. And everyone under the sun who was an Arsenal fan blaming Arsenal Wenger for only getting top four or saying top four was a trophy. And they did really bad under Emery. They lost in Europe League final and Arteta's... He won the FA Cup, but it, it brushed over the cracks, didn't it? The fact that they've done really bad this season. They were in the relegation places last, uh, last year, November, December time as well. Always losing and it's horrible to see how they did win some big games like Man United away and they won the Chelsea away, but they just they just weren't consistent at all. And I think it selection. just it just it papered over the cracks them big wins. Mm. You know, they got got really big big problems have they need to get rid of a lot of players they have and bring quality players in. Even the whole Meza Ozil thing, Salim, that we mentioned earlier this season as well, the whole fact that yeah. he was he was um, shut out really from the whole um, from that, the whole team. That was basically. quite political. Yeah, that was quite a political yeah. stance, though. So mm. it was it was wrong, but that's that's that really. That's that's unfortunate, but yeah, that, that was that was a good one to be fair. I wanted Southampton to do more uh, after they had a really good start to the season under Ralph Ralph Aston who saw I thought they would have cracked on, but injuries got the best of them, like they did with every team to be fair, and they just didn't crack on and they finished in the bottom half, and that was kind of it really. The fact that. Uh, some teams did really well at the beginning then they dropped off or vice versa with Man City doing really bad at the beginning and then becoming Premier League champions so that was kind yeah. of it um, but yeah just to finish off our little podcast that we've done today uh, you two will just tell me your kind of six aside for the season so far like we did I did my team of the season last year last year last week we did our team of the year and then 11 aside but you two can go through your six asides for the Premier League this season so Salim you're an expert at this. Let's hear your suggestion. Okay, so I'd probably go Emmy in net. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Then I'd probably go for Ruben Diaz. So that's two. Um, and then I'd probably go for Emmy Diaz. I've got about four left to go. Well, there's gonna be there's gonna be Watkins in there somewhere. So that's three. Yeah. Trying to think of some other players. That we were mentioning before. Is it just any? It's not just new signings, is it? It's just no, anyone. no, anyone, anyone for the season. Okay, so it'd be Emmy, Emmy Martinez. It'd be Ruben Diaz, which is yep. the two. Then probably go for Grealish, number three. Gundogan, four. Uh, De Bruyne, five, and I'd say Kane, six. Yeah, so there wouldn't be Watkins, yeah. Nah, that's cool. You wouldn't have Watkins in after all that. It's been quality for you lot. But you can't leave mm-hmm. Harry Kane out, to be Kane. fair. There's not going to be any balance in your team. Nah, that's fair enough. Adil, let's hear your six aside, if you've got one for us. For your um, team of the season. Six, six, I love season. Keeper, I think I've been impressed with Chelsea's new goalkeeper, Edward Mendy. It's been quality. 
Yeah, he's got, I he's think got a he's, nice car as well. He's, <laughs> he's, I think he's been probably one of the keepers of the season. Some of the saves he's made and him to be a new signing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mendy, and then I'd probably go Ruben Diaz. Back. Yeah. Uh, then I'd go for some midfielders. I put De Bruyne in there. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. Um, who's what I go for? I think Kundagan, maybe. Yeah, so you got fives, you got one more, I believe. And up top, but probably pick Harry Kane. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah. with my team, I, I picked what 11 last week on our little joint podcast one. So for me, I've still got Emmy Martinez in net. I think it's been amazing. I think it's been the reason Aston Villa have had such a good defense this season. So Emmy Martinez in net for me. Um, in defence, I'd go for, uh, let me go for Wesley Fofana, give him a bit of variety. I quite like that. That's one of my favourite uh, bits of the season so far as well. The fact that uh, in that Crystal Palace game, where they actually uh, stopped the play, Kuwaita didn't take the goal kick, so Koyate and Fofana could open their fast. I thought that was quite beautiful to see in the fact that um, they yeah. was very accepting uh, of their faith as well, to see that they're still fasting to Ramadan and Fofana could get subbed off to open as fast and then just play the next game early or whatever, which is cool. Um, but yeah, Wesley Fofana, first first season in England for Leicester City. Big player for them, I'd, I'd say, the season. Uh, midfield, I'd go for Thomas Suchek. I think Suchek has been quality for West Ham and someone consistent. And again, we're going to see him at the Euros for Czech Republic against England. So uh, Thomas Suchek in that midfield with Bruno Fernandes. Uh, Bruno Fernandes being a Man United fan, obviously, he's saved us so many times with his penalties, with his set pieces, with the fact that his a captain without being a captain sometimes as well. Um, so that's four I've got. Then I'll go for Kane and I'll go for... I'm, I've said Rashford previously, but I'll go, for, I'll go for Kane and I'll go for Rashford. I think those two, they've been good this season. Marcus Rashford, obviously, with the whole um, saving the kids, taking them on the government. Harry Kane, top goal scorer, top assist this season for a team that's been great for two, three months and then just like faltered down. Obviously, Mourinho leaving or Mourinho getting sacked, which was officially confirmed by Spurs. He wasn't because he mm. left because of the Super League. The fact that at the beginning of our season on our podcast, started, we were all bigging up Jose Mourinho. Like, oh, he could win a trophy. That's something that we've got <laughs> egg in our face now because obviously he got sacked a week before the whole League but Cup we, final. Yeah, we would have found out if he stayed an extra week. Yeah, if he, if he kept him an extra week and then sacked him, that would have been just hell on earth for Spurs fans. But the fact that they just imploded this season and it was horrible to see for Spurs fans. But Jose Mourinho's got a job at, at Roma. No one really cares much about that anymore. So it's all well and good. But yeah. it was it was fun to see him back in the Premier League, to be fair. We had, what, Tuchel, Mourinho, Klopp, Guardiola, all in all in the Premier League this season, which is crazy. And we've got the likes of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer kind of proving a lot of people wrong. Second place, a lot of people were kind of doubting him even Man United fans a lot were doubting him this season, the fact that yeah. he's now got to the Europa League final. Obviously, he got knocked out of the Champions League in the FA Cup, but second place isn't... When we lost, when we lost that 6-1 game, they were like, oh, he's the wrong manager. He's not the one. We should get Pochettino instead. Mm. But he was for at the time and Pochettino just lost the league last, last night to Lille as well by a point or yeah, two, which is crazy. Um, but no, we'll end it there. I think that's been a nice little podcast. It's nice to see Salah back and Adam. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, like we said at the beginning of the podcast we've got a lot more planned for the summer we do want to be promoting our new show check it out every friday at 4 p.m at 12 p.m on youtube which will be fun this will be debuted when i get some new guests on and i can show off this one 
which is all well and good. Adil, if you do want to come to Friday Night Football, I mentioned it on our group and um, that would be let me know. fun. I'll let you know let if you're going to make, make the journey. Salim, I, I can't don't wait. You, you can play. You, you can play. Like, as long as you've got fitness, that's the thing, really. Like, for me, I'm yeah. good when I'm fit. But, like, last week, when you'll see on my GoPro video tomorrow, um, that's mm. out, which will be already out. I was good, but I was just good in goal. I wasn't good outfield like I normally am, which <laughs> isn't great. So, it's all running good. Um, but, no, Salim, good to see you back. I'll see you on Friday, inshallah. It'll be nice to see you actually just playing football. Hopefully, we're on the same team. It's annoying when you're on the, the opposite team. But if you're on the same team, you'll get some good uh, GoPro footage as well. With me, with Either me, way, I'll well. get some good footage, hopefully, if you It'll, bring it. <laughs> we'll do one of those like pop, uh, pop smoke reels as well with all those like ridiculous edits that people are doing with football, footballers <laughs> yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I'll be quite fun. I should we'll do that. Some edits or something. <laughs> I might get on that tonight as well, which will be good, uh, well and good. But no, everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast. That was our our award seasons I would say and you'll see us soon and we'll, we'll be talking to you a lot over the European Championships and the Copa America as well which will be good but uh, thanks everyone for listening take care and goodbye